All right, how long gone? Today is Sunday, October 10th. You're listening to this Monday, October 11th. I'm reporting live from the island of Hawaii. I'm over here in Honolulu. What's going on with you, bro? You and your little nasty ass mainland America, you mainland dummy. I'm in I'm in mainland America, uh, and not just mainland America, Jason, but the heart of America, Atlanta, Georgia. I've returned. That's cool. For I had some business to attend to uh, Friday, so I stayed the weekend with with friend of the show and creative director of the show, Sam Jane, and and friend of the show, Jacob Price. Uh, and we just we tore the city apart. Wow, bro. you and a bunch of other white guys went around the South. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We didn't go destroy indigenous cultures. Uh, my bad. I, I, guess, I guess I guess it's better to I'm not to do destroying that. indigenous cultures. I'm supporting local business. Have you heard of Dean and DeLuca? It's in the lobby of my hotel, bro. <laughs> that is. I'm going to need some stuff from there. We'll talk about that later. I already have a cart started they already started me a dressing room and i there's multiple selections for you that i'm that i have my eye on they said we'll hold this that's very nice of you um until you can figure out your payment situation we'll just hold on to these for you <laughs> mr stewart i know that you're i know that you're um you know you're, you're supporting local gas stations eating the fish from there <laughs> um but but I, I hope the i hope the water is warm i saw a rainbow that's pretty cool do you see a rainbow on on my chick's instagram you follow her the yeah, fuck, bro. bro? Of course, bro. I don't follow any dudes. That's crazy. You don't re- you don't reply. You don't reply to the to the stories though, do you? You just look and I just look. Yeah. yeah bro, just... say you don't slide. <laughs> I just look. I just Say it. I just saw I just saw the the rainbow and I was like, "Damn, that's nice. I'm going to have to ask Jason about that." But I maybe you were you were busy, you know, um comparing uh one pineapple to another or maybe like i said like going to a gas station to get a monster and poke no i saw the double rainbow and i took i also took photos of the double rainbow but the difference between me and my chick i don't have to put everything on instagram you know what i mean sometimes i i have that i have some photos saved on my phone they look a little bit better than hers probably and i'll Go to CVS, Walgreens, print them out, give them to my mommy, put them on the mantle. Yeah, no, I know you. I know your mom loves frame photos printed out from the Instagram.com website. Mm-hmm. But man, it's, I, I tell you what, I, I know that you've had a lot of travel, uh, and so have I. I, I. I went to um, I went to a little place called Scottsboro, Alabama, Jason. Okay, that's one spot I haven't been to yet. What what's the vibe? What's the vibe? Small town America, baby. You we, said Scottsboro. Yeah, it's it's a it's a like a. 30-minute uh, flight from Atlanta. Just on one of them little puddle skippers. Did your did your airplane have jet engine or propeller? I believe it. I be, it was propeller, but I think there might be there might be. It was like that. I feel like stop <laughs> stop sounding like you're feeding a child. But I believe that I believe that maybe it had an engine as well. I'm not actually sure. I I don't I don't know. I don't care about stuff like that. I just want to get on. I feel like I'm talking to the Wright brothers over here. This guy's a aeronautical whiz. Bro, I'm aeronautical. Yeah, check check the paperwork. You see it? But yeah, so I um, was it. Wait, did you fly Delta? Does Delta fly to Alabama? No, this wasn't Delta. Uh-huh. This was something. This is something a little different. You know, you know who flies to Hawaii, Chris? Who the good people over at Delta? Man, it was awesome. I bet it was, Jason. I, I don't know if you're catching my drift on what I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, so, so we took Spirit to Scottsboro, um, <laughs> and it was it was really nice. Landed a little airstrip there, and then mm-hmm. was it when you landed over there? And in, in you said Alabama or Arkansas? Alabama. Okay, so it's kind of like when you're watching like on Netflix like narcos and they have to build one of those makeshift landing strips just in some type of jungle bayou yeah. kind of thing it's like a dirt road as soon as the airplane lands yeah you got to cover it cover it with some tree branches and other chaparral so the federales don't see you i called ahead and had the guys clear some space for me they knew i was coming big american businessman coming so we spent you know a whole day in scottsboro saw the sights and enjoyed some uh, well i didn't enjoy any but my my uh consigliaries and my and my colleagues enjoyed some local alabama barbecue okay that was situated we ate on a on a porch on a lake which was which was a nice setting so you were you were licking licking the sauce off your fingers 
on a on a porch lake in Alabama. That's right. Because I, you know, Jason, I can Jesus. I can do it all, bro. You can take me to Europe. You can take me to Alabama. I'm good everywhere. Okay, so when you requested the the jackfruit, pork, <laughs> uh, did they what what kind of sauce options were available, or was it more of like a tempeh kind of thing? So interestingly, I was able to eat, and I did enjoy two uh, sweet potatoes for lunch. So that was kind of my. That was kind of that's kind of my. You just ate two sweet potatoes for lunch. That's it. Yeah, bro. I mean, look, I'm not gonna like if everybody wants to go get barbecue. I want them to enjoy it. Also, Alabama's known for like a white sauce, I believe. Mm. So I think I think my my Q heads wanted to try it. They wanted to cream up. Okay, so walk me through these two sweet potatoes that you ate. Were they cooked? Yeah, yeah, they were good actually. But <laughs> but in the South, you know, they include a, a pad of butter the size of of your Timberlands actually. Oh, uh, brother. And oh. and. And grossly, like I really don't like this, um, a, uh, a a little plastic container of brown sugar. Oh, like a little to-go, like you would get a side of ranch or somewhere, but it was filled with yeah brown sugar. Okay, so you got, they give you two piping hot sweet potatoes, yeah. some brown sugar, and some butter. That To me, that sounds like a, a decent little lunch. But I did, uh, the best part was they had these nice Pepsi logo styrofoam cups. Um, that really made me feel like I was living that southern life that I I so desperately crave as a no, city. No, people slicker. in Alabama still don't know that you can't have Pepsi Styrofoam cups. They no. all were discontinued decades ago. They could be dead stock. I didn't check. I didn't check railed. <laughs> I picked them up from a police auction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they could be dead stock. Exactly. But yeah, so I'm back. I call it dead stock because it's killing our world. I'm back in the apple and uh i mean excuse oh, really? me no no no. i'm sorry i'm back in the the atlanta sorry i'm so distracted bro, you're, you're flying so much bro that you don't even know what time zone i'm in you change you change location three days of touring has left me road hard and put <laughs> up wet i tell you what I'm it not- wasn't three days we've we've done three shows i was i was doing my calculations as i'm here in hawaii Every every morning I wake up, I'm in a different motherfucking time zone. I feel like you know the vibes. Everything foreign. I, know, I feel like Nas or something. But <laughs> yeah, I was I was doing dumb math and and I took I took seven flights in seven days. I feel like I'm in I've, I went into diplo mode. It, it ain't nothing to do that, bro. It is something to do that. It affects the body and. Uh, Luckily, I take care of my temple. You Otherwise, don't take care I'd of your temple. You're running into your, some troubles. Your temple is is basically been soaking in different brands of tequila, and I hope that you've changed. Oh, brada, no, bra. Have, have you switched to rum now that you're an island guy, or are you still on the Casamigos? Yeah, actually, I, actually, um, a couple days ago, I did have some some Kirkland brand dark rum mixed with Pog. Which is a local? Are you familiar with Pog? It's a juice blend. Yeah, P A W G. Pretty ass white girl. <laughs> oh no, Chris, oh. that's a different kind of Pog juice. Oh, you and you're t- that's a nasty Pog juice. You have to subscribe to my OF to see that Pog juice. <laughs> so you're not, and you're not talking about the round paper things that you hit with a big round thing and they flip over. It's funny you say that because Pogs the the cardboard smacking game, not unlike. The square thing on Squid Squid Game. All my Squid Game heads now. We're not talking about that trash on this podcast. I haven't made it through the first episode, but they 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 do a game where you throw a piece of paper at another piece of paper. You flip it over. I'd like to do a game. I'd like. Win. I got a game idea. How about I pull out a gun and the Netflix executives line up and they beg me for their lives. You want to? You want to <laughs> start? <laughs> We're executing Netflix executives until they put on something good. That's the plan. What do you want them to put on? One of your, you know, bring the put the West Wing back or exactly or, uh, or the lady gets it. Exactly. I start shooting. We're going to do a Mexican standoff style shootout to get Squid Game and The Sopranos off the air. Latinx stand up. No, <laughs> stand off. Not stand up. Well, yes, stand up. All the all of my Latinx community stand the fuck up. All my Latinx um, television producers working in the streaming fields out there. Stand up. We see stand you. The fuck up. We see you. So what? So what is Pog? Okay, what so, is Pog? So, so Pog, the Pog, the the smashing game and the juice are both Hawaiian in nature. So I feel like there has to be some type of Conexion? correlation going. on. Yeah, you know, maybe you know some of those internet sleuths who have been trying to find Brian Laundry. Pull yourself away from that case for a couple days and see if you can break this one. I bet, bro, Brian Laundry might be down with you. You better be careful. What do you mean down with me? Hawaii is a place people go to escape. You know what I mean? Oh, you've been watching too many episodes of Dog the Bounty Hunter. No, I, not, I stand. I'm, I'm talking about Pog the Bounty Hunter. I'm looking for some. 
some poggies. <laughs> I'm standing with look. I stand with my dog. Dog. There's no question that on the for on that. Yeah, you're you're dog the pog hunter. I, I. So what is what is, is a Canadian? Let's go. What is I'll find her? What is pog? I'll sniff. I'll sniff. I'll sniff that blood. That bloodhound's <laughs> gonna sniff those truffles right out. Okay, so pog. Pog juice stands for um. I think it's pineapple. No, it's passion fruit, orange, guava. P-O-G, Passion Orange Guava. It's a tropical juice drink created in 1971, okay? And it's it's sort of like the island catch-all beverage. But I, I mix that with some of the Kirkland brand dark rum. You can find that over at most Costco's. And then just a little splash of seltzer because, you know, I'm a mixology that, guy. That actually, and that was a, that's a nice, it's a nice, you know, it's kind of like a jailhouse pina colada kind of vibe, you know? Yeah, that sounds gross. But I'm doing a big willy style over here. I mean, that Island. sounds a little too sweet, but I guess that's the whole thing in Hawaii. They put, it's it's sweet there. Well, that's, that's kind of the nice part about the pog. It's not that sweet? I mean, it's definitely sweet, but it's not, you know, it's kind of like a little on the more natural side, like naturally flavored and and sweetened it's not it's like not like the dull sun, it's not like it's sunny not, delight type shit it's not like the dull pineapple juice you would order to your section in 2010 it's a little different <laughs> than that well I, you know speaking of pogs yeah just quickly and i mean p-a-w-g this time okay did you see what our girl demi lovato said she said that we can't call extraterrestrial beings aliens because that's a derogatory term <laughs> oh wait was this like a was this like a <laughs> There's like a like a supernatural like reality show thing that she yeah. was on, and then they like made her sing to yeah, like yeah speak. <laughs> yes. Okay. So she so she can't she has to be trolling at no, that point, bro. Right? She's not because she's talking about like bro. Look, you know, the smeg like aliens sm- have trauma, and I also have trauma, so I can relate to them. You know, you've had a smeg mini fridge before. You know, they don't troll. You know, they don't do that. <laughs> so I said, oh, I forgot that we need to. <laughs> I forgot that Chris Black has been championing the fact that she has the 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 body shape and face sh- and face feet facial features of a Smeg refrigerator. <laughs> well, that, well, it only- that's that's not exactly what you were what your plans were, but it's not far off. Right? No, that's not what I'm saying. Only when her hair is. Colored. How did we? How did we? <laughs> How did we arrive to that? Because was it? Do you remember the the etymology? Of, I, don't, of, I don't. Because we were talking about how some people will look like a refrigerator, <laughs> but then you were you just like, well, she ain't a full double door sub zero. Like you know, that's more reserved for an offensive nose tackle or no. You know, she's a more of a she's more of a dorm style smeg because she likes to color her hair in funky ways. Okay, you know what I mean. But she's but I am a, I I appreciate God damn it. I appreciate Demi standing up for the the extraterrestrial community. So she was saying calling them an alien that is a derogatory term. They said that calling an an alien they said an alien is is mean. Okay, well she's got a lot of problems. Um, mm-hmm. but does she have any solutions is what I want to know. Did she Great find point. the proper word no. to call she, yeah, these she said, unhoused? She said ETs. Unplaneted? ET. Is it unplaneted? <laughs> it's unplaneted. <laughs> these unplaneted <laughs> beings. No, she said, she said, <laughs> it's so fucking funny. No, she said, she said ET. She said like ET short for extraterrestrial. And I said, Demi, bro, like that that's that's ip steven spielberg owns that you know what i mean mm-hmm. you can't just throw that around maybe she had just been listening to our nico walker episode good with point his great et joke go back and listen to that <laughs> episode i don't want to spoil it because the, the the setup the punchline and the delivery is was done in a special way not unlike the the world the, the works of norm mcdonald rest in peace yeah it's it's so demi is on the front lines challenging the status quo and standing up for aliens i want to talk about my favorite comedian as well, Jason, since you brought up comedy. Oh, I f- have a feeling this is not going to be about my my trans daddy, David Chappelle. Are you talking about your friend Anthony Jezelnik again? I'm not. Yo, Jez, that guy's a murderer. My, my favorite. If you go see Jezelnik <laughs> and he's when he's cooking... He's a murderer. <laughs> I need all he's, he's savage mode. <laughs> I need when he goes savage mode. Oh baby. I need all you chuckle fuckers to stand up and show some respect mm-hmm. to the newest member of the community. That's Kim Kardashian West. Round of applause for her. 
round of applause for the people that wrote all those jokes for her. The roast. It wasn't an episode of SNL's The Roast of Her Family and Friends. That was the best. That was that monologue was better than Dave Chappelle. Put it on my grave. That monologue was better than anybody I've seen in at least three years. So if I uh, a, a, pan, a fan of comedians is a chuckle fucker, what is a what is like an unabashed fan of of reality show stars? America. Is what we like to. <laughs> is what we like to call ourselves. We kind of. We What's a car? Well, specifically for a Kardashian. I actually don't like know. A, I don't even really like the Kardashians. It's, it's just that much. chuckle fucker, but it's spelled with a K or something. Like yeah, that. exactly. I yeah, I, I don't even like the Kardashians that much, but I just like a good OJ joke. You know, it never gets old for me. You know that part. I mean, the, the, I agree. The monologue was done well. It did have. I mean, the fact that it was a roast of her family coming from the most you know successful member of that family did have a punching down energy to it which as a non-toxic king in 2021 i do have to call out for my comrades but yeah, as the guy who was just making fun of demi lovato i do i stand with you thank you for that no you said you said that quote bitch look like a smeg <laughs> fridge and i was like and I said no, 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 no. She's got nice. Clean I didn't. Lines. I didn't watch any of the. I didn't watch any of the sketches. You only watched the monologue. Yeah, I don't well, care I about mean, sketches. But the OJ stuff was. It was a little. It was provocative, not unlike the works of Anthony Jeselnik. But it was a little odd. Of like, she was making all these jokes about OJ Simpson, and then later on in the episode. There were some more references to O.J. Simpson. It felt weird to be like, you know, these people are your family members. You know, bro, like, who cares? O.J. is your dead ass uncle. No, bro, it doesn't and, matter. If and he made, probably if... murdered somebody. And we're like having, I, you know, I guess it, it reminds me of when we were talking about like how long after 9-11 do you have to wait until you make until you start making the jokes. And, you know, it's a it's a sliding scale, blah, blah, blah. But like how long does like your fan, you know, somebody who's like your family member how long after the fact that they like murdered their wife do you have to you know can you start making some lulls about it? 48 hours i'd give them a 48 hours i'd give them a nice grace period and, and let it go but i mean look it doesn't if you're responsible for your family being rich and famous because of a sex tape with raycon creator ray j those headphones are really good they're really good i only use them that that you should be able to do that on on national tv that that you've earned that no no no. she can't she can do that she can't earn that it felt as if she may have not wanted to do it as much as it doesn't matter the writing team maybe pressured her also to go also down that let's route. let's also let this is like when people talk about like you know you know that none of these people write their own monologue let's be very clear so don't don't try to pull that shit no 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 but like actual comedians will write their own monologues like when you know, when your boy Louis C.K. hosts SNL, he's writing that whole entire monologue. And, but yeah, and whenever fucking John Cena does it or whatever, he he doesn't write a single fucking word. Of course, don't come for Cena. And, and and Kim doesn't either. But I'm saying that like, you know, I, I didn't get the energy that Kim was like. You know, it's like when you're watching a roast of somebody, and you could tell when the person writes the jokes versus doesn't write the jokes. Like when they have you know a non roast comedian up there and you could tell everyone every joke has been written by somebody else and it doesn't have the same delivery and conviction and it almost felt as if she was you know like there's some some pretty j- deep jabs coming at her you know close friends and family i don't give a fuck about any of that i don't give a fuck about any of that if you get on stage in a balenciaga bodysuit and deliver mm-hmm. those shots then you you win to me i don't care who wrote it i don't care if you wanted to do it or didn't want to do it you did it with panache and you and it worked panache chris you you're a, i'll say it you're a savage i just it's so funny that's what she had to do like, what else could she do? There's no other option for her to successfully do that. I would say that when you're a person in that position with that privilege and all that stuff, I think a little bit more self-deprecation versus deprecation of everybody in your family except you. I mean, she made. She said she, I mean, she was talking about her divorce because of Kanye West's personality. That's pretty funny. No, that was funny. But I guess that's not at her expense, necessarily. Yeah, I, I just wanted I wanted a little bit more self-deprecation. There was a, I think there was, there was a Ray J sex joke. I was just I was just glad to see a non-comedian be funnier than all these comedians that all you dorks worship like they're the second coming of christ but it wasn't her being funny it was the writers doing a good job but that's not that's like saying oh that song is good but i don't really like it because someone else wrote it you can't do that you're not saying you liked it you're saying she was she was funnier than the comedian so that's like saying this person who didn't write the song is a better songwriter 
that's the difference. Well, they usually are because they put the commas in and stuff. So they do, you know, they they are they're <laughs> they're kind of important in their own way. No, 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 I'm kidding. I know what you're saying. I just I just thought I think don't, I'm just don't come for the comedy community, Chris. We'll fucking flambe you, Kenny Rogers roast. All I do is come for the comedy community. It's the it's the there's a couple bad communities and that's one of them. <laughs> in America, there's a couple, maybe two bad communities, and stand up comedy is one of them it's the top what else we the, got it's the top bad community i don't we got want, we got motherfucking pedophiles stand-up uh, <laughs> comedians if you you know if you squint your eyes they pretty much look the same am i right chris i mean i wasn't gonna say that but if you lead this horse to water i'll take a sip did you did you finish what you needed to do did you get done what needed to get done down there in in, in alabama yeah baby we take care of business you seal the deal we seal okay. the deal we take care of business and then i got to give jacob and sam a nice little chris's atlanta which you you've seen which oatmeal store did you go to? <laughs> we hit we hit Kim, we hit Kimball House for a, a tower of oysters. You know, we enjoyed. Actually, Jacob got a wild ass burrito at El Mir, bro. I think I think you might have missed this on the menu. I did not miss any burritos at El Mir. I studied them thoroughly. I wanted to do a, whole, a healthy selection. He didn't get the nacho burrito, did he? He did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, I was gonna order the nacho burrito, but I ordered literal nachos as an appetizer. So I had it was going to be the same thing twice you know what i mean yeah i guess that's true i guess that's pretty extreme i didn't even know there was a nacho burrito on the menu so it was nice when he uncovered that i know when i went to that place el El mir the local um burrito shithole in a charming loving way that i did enjoy i just noticed that the the lamp in our hotel kind of looks like a nice bong more on that later so but yeah i ordered the nacho i wanted to get a healthy selection so i got the green burrito chock full of spinach and broccoli and i ate two bites because i had a whole giant of nachos <laughs> beforehand but it felt good and it felt right and then we took i took him to lennox mall which now has um so many metal detectors and and bomb sniffing dogs that you feel like you're at hartsfield jackson and 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 <laughs> is that real bro yeah it's crazy there's a curfew there's a curfew well i mean every mall has a curfew when you think about it j crew gotta close at some time brother man if you're under 18 you have to you have to be accompanied by an adult at by at 3 p.m three yeah oh because these little fast ass kids be running around fucking yeah, things up exactly but the mall was but but we we also went to see my friend matt who has a brand called factors and uh jacob bought a crazy shirt that i'm that looked very cool on him, but I, I don't know if I could pull it off, Jason. Okay. Factors? Is that like pleasures? No, it's much cooler than that. Uh, and, okay. and so it's, it's, he had these, he has these dead stock, I believe, 40s army mesh shirts that are like Ooh. skin tight, but they look very cool, like peeking out from under an Oxford or something, let's say. Uh, okay. So it's like a, is it like a tank top or is it a long sleeve, short sleeve? What's the it vibe? has? It has regular sleeve. It has like short sleeves, but like it fits like that. But Jacob, I think is Jacob's going to rock it at one of his little, you know, East Bushwick raves, maybe with no shirt on top. Yeah. This, this kind of feels, you know, like a little. I don't know, like 2004 Dolce & Gabbana yeah, kind of and club I'm, wear. And he tried it on, and they cut, they measure it and cut it for you because it's like super long, and they're meant to be customized. But I have to say, I was very jealous of of Jacob's 25 year old body in a skin tight <laughs> in a skin tight mesh shirt. So he bought he bought an unhemmed mesh shirt. Yeah, and then and then they they trim it to order. Yeah, depending on how long a playa torso is. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yo, player, how long your torso? is? <laughs> Sometimes I'll find myself asking Sam. That. Sam was like, "This is giving me fifty cent tank top energy." You know when he used to wear those weird tank tops all the time. We've talked. We were talking about the G Unit tank top on just a few episodes ago, weren't we? Yeah, I think we were. The G no with porches. He was talking about how he likes to wear the the Hanes brand simple A A shirt, and then I said, "Have I got an A shirt for you? More of a G shirt." Sam got a beautiful jacket, but I was really taken with the with the the mesh tank top and, and the jealousy of being able to wear something like that just mm-hmm. you know freely i don't have the body confidence for that did you feel left out for not copying because it's, it sounds like to me that the graphic designers really do be shopping i i mean graphic designers do be shopping actually these guys they got nothing else to spend their money on right well they i mean you buy one laptop and you're kind of set you know what i mean i mean <laughs> you, you, i mean how many rolexes can you have right how many i mean like my all my microdosing psilocybin and uh <laughs> and buying books for the coffee table it's not cheap but you know you, you can still 
have a lot of money left over for for other gear. You got a little money left over for gear. I didn't cop anything, but I, you know I'm not a big copper, Jason. You know that about me. No, I've never seen you buy anything. That's not true. Other than like you know nutritional yeast or something like that and fuck you bro i don't even like nutritional yeast that much uh a bee pollen uh smoothie add-on now now maybe now we're talking now we're let's fucking talking. more in your zone yeah let's okay. let's go but yeah i mean that's it that's all i got that's that was the weekend and i was i've, I've been i went to berries this morning and now i've just i've just been kind of hanging out trying to trying to you know mellow out jason which i rarely do but my body was telling me no even though i've been on seven flights in the last seven days that means your little ass has been too so changing locations changing time zones you know spending a lot of time in airports and on airplanes it can it can take a lot out of a person's body what are your so what are your biggest takeaways you know i don't don't want to do this publicly but since we're podcasting i guess we have to what are your biggest takeaways from the first leg of how long gone the the road show well we've done three shows two of them sold out one of them not sold out um which is fine we're not expecting every single show to be sold out to be crazy <laughs> but the biggest takeaway is that boston sucks mm-hmm. that's that's actually something i was going to share as well and i hated i hated I, you know i don't want to i don't want to besmirch entire cities but um you know, like I'm here in Hawaii for a wedding, and there's a couple of people here from Boston, and I kind of have to, you know, watch what I say because everyone's like, "Oh, how's tour going?" and blah blah blah. I'm like, "Yeah, you know, Philly was awesome, great, great crowd, great energy. Atlanta, great, awesome, great crowd, great energy, fun vibe in Boston." Bro, they know Boston's if you're from, if you're from Boston, you know it sucks. Everybody's told you that your whole life. I know, but they got they got a lot of pride up there. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'll go back. I'll let it spray on stage. We we did let it spray on stage and it didn't work. Yeah, it didn't, didn't go work. over so well. It was it was it went over about as well as serving somebody a, a cup full of chowder that was from Manhattan. <laughs> Get this fucking shit out of here, you queer. That's what they would just yell at us <laughs> I, on stage. It's, it's weird. I think though my biggest takeaway is uh that i liked philadelphia more than i thought i would i really liked the venue i was fucking with philly big time we know you're fucking with philly because i couldn't get you out of there because you were so drunk and talking to fans i got a little i got a little sideways over you that's that might be honestly i'm not exaggerating that might be the drunkest i've ever seen you really yeah because you usually hold it together but i think because we were in a spirits were high in a foreign town and your spirits were high and you didn't have any coke or anything i think you were just really (laughs) you were really like out to sea bro it was it was scary to watch i don't know what mode i went into but it was i believe i believe we call it sicko no i mean it was more of a blackout mode or it was was a brown it was a brown out do you think you browned out that night oh yeah i definitely browned out because when you when you do a blackout and just the next morning, your friends have to tell you all the things that you said and did, and you're like, fuck. But when you have a brownout, you're able to wake up, and then like five hours later, like sometime right between lunch and dinner time, you're like, oh, yeah. I told that guy I would like go to the movies with him today, or like I uh, did coke with that guy, or, you know, I shouldn't have eaten that guy's jewel pod. That was so weird and stupid, you know? Yeah. I didn't feel I didn't feel terrible. I woke up. Um, the next morning, walked around uh, my beautiful Philly neighborhood, went and got an acai bowl and uh, and a coffee. It was it was good to get some acai in the system to to do a cultural reset. When the acai is in the system, you yeah yeah, <laughs> ain't no telling. And luckily, <laughs> I was in uh, and I found kind of like a serene Zen garden when I was in Philadelphia. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I was able to really have like a a full nice reset mode. And there was a little bird. I was, I was feeding some birds and looking at flora and fauna. And That's beautiful. You want to talk about what'll knock a, a hangover out? Uh-huh. Keep that Advil. Keep that Baraka. Just give me you know a small Zen garden and the opportunity <laughs> to feed birds. Jason said, "Don't send the IV drip, Chris. I'm talking to the birds." Yeah, exactly. Because you know, while you were recovering, I of course was at the airport at 6 a.m. and um, very cool. I I there was a celebrity on my flight. Sleep deprivation, very cool. Did you know that celebrities flew from Philadelphia to Atlanta? I didn't. I I know that they they do that sometimes, but it's usually on an airplane that you're not allowed to go on. Yeah. Chris. The, so the entire band, the Gaslight Anthem, was on my flight, but. There was a celebrity in the. There was. I was sitting uh, up in the up in the front of the plane next to um, famed 
b-ball player and tnt uh on-air host charles barkley what did you guys talk about i call him chuck you know what i mean i didn't talk to him but my my this, the reason i'm bringing this up is because i have a few takeaways that i, I just you know charles barkley's a big guy and obviously we know what he looks like but he had a mask on and shit but the mat every single idiot that walked by tried to talk to him and like dap him up Mm -hmm. it made me not want to be famous i think the problem with him is like obviously he's a basketball star and he has a larger than life personality on and off the court but i think the fact that he is like the the nba like newscaster personality guy is why all these all these fans felt the need to to dap him up because Everyone just watches like sports news recaps, and they're like, "Man, Charles Barkley's so funny and so awesome!" Like he's just he's just like their Fox News. But it's then, like, but then some, you know, the, the, the like dorky white businessman next to him, like you know, he's got his headphones on, he's trying to watch Fox News, and the guy, you know, the guy's trying to talk to him the whole flight. Like what a what a nightmare! Like what do you do? Well, first of all, you fly private. TNT ain't, ain't HBO family, okay? Charles Barkley has so much money. Yeah, but flying private is a business expense, and they're not going to pay for it, and he's not going to pay for it. That's why he still has any money left. Uh, he has more than enough money to af- to afford to fly private from Philadelphia to Atlanta. I just They just give that flight away. No, they don't, bro. That's still going to be 10000 or more. That's so nothing for charles barkley dude i don't think charles barkley's as rich as you think he is how much what's it google well, look up his net worth bitch I, I bet charles barkley ain't ain't got paper like you think he do charles barkley net worth i just googled it one-handed estimated net worth 40 million that's light bro even with investments only that's enough to drop 10 racks on a don't talk don't plane. talk like you know something about money first of all second of all <laughs> i think what's going on here is to, to avoid not talking to people that's not but that's I, nothing. Th- that's where I was going with this though. I think Chuck likes it. Oh no. That's what I think. That was my takeaway. Like after I, I marinated on this for my two hour flight, I was like, I think he likes this shit. I think he likes when these like old white no, he probably does. Old white guys want to talk to him about golf. Well, <clears throat> I think that just because he is a you know, an NBA star and a beloved sportscaster personality type person. I think it's it's different different NBA players will attract different audience reactions, fan interactions, things like that. Like when I was on I was on a flight one time and Kareem Abdul Jabbar was on there. Arguably, you know, maybe best basketball player of all time. No one would say that, but sure. What? Bro, come on, bro. It's, it's LeBron or Jordan only. I don't want to get into this because we don't know enough, but Kareem ain't in that conversation, Chief. Kareem and Will Chamberlain, those are the people in the conversation as well. Well, Will, Cham- Will Chamberlain know. had sex with two hundred thousand women, so he won. But when I was on the plane with with Kareem Abdul Jabbar, nobody it was he wasn't having to do that. People were would be like calm and respectful to him. When they approached him and interacted with him, it was just like, "Hey, man, so cool to see you, big, you know, awesome guy, big fan, you know." And yeah, that's it. I, it's I'm, not just I, like I love hey, Charles. Remember that one time when you were talking? Yeah, uh, yeah. That was so awesome. I yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What do they say? They're like too young to remember him. They just know he's famous. When I was here, over here in Hawaii, we can do some Hawaii updates. Oh, well, I mean, can uh, we? well, up, up, upcoming upcoming shows. We got um, we got Austin, we got Nashville, we got NYC coming up. NYC show is has been sold out for a long time, so you know check out the people over at StubHub if you want to come. Their to- ticket, their tickets on StubHub uh, at face value. So don't ask me if I don't if I don't personally know you in a deep way. <laughs> do not ask me for the guest list. Don't ask me for the guest list. You can ask Jason because he's a little bit more of a of a bitch, but I control the final say. So you're not going to get anywhere. Chris doesn't control the final say. He doesn't even know how a guest list works or what it really is, but <laughs> he is right in the fact that if you ask him, he won't even reply to your DM. He'll just leave it on red. I will say no, but it'll be in a sweet, a little bit of a yeah, sweet way. Unless we've made money together, then we ain't. We, we you can oh. you can buy yeah you can buy a ticket. Unless I've made money with you or been inside you, do not <laughs> ask me for. A, unless I'm currently paying you child support. <laughs> <laughs> do not ask me for guest lists. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jason's got a few BMs that he's like trying to duck that live in Jersey, but they're coming to the show. I'll put them on Yo, the list. <laughs> I'm a motherfucking pimp, baby. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a P-I-M-P. You can't, you can't get a fucking wristband out of me. <laughs> so, but in, in Austin, we do have Lomelda joining us, and we also have, in Nashville, we have Country Westerns, uh, 
a favorite of mine. So a couple of cool bands in New York where we're workshopping some big guests. We're, we're talking to a certain uh, well-known chef cookbook author about a, a cooking demo. I don't want to reveal too much, Jason. I will. I will give a hint. All that stuff is correct. Well-known chef cookbook author. A couple years ago, he was in a little bit of hot water, and I think he's going to be coming back. You might know him and recognize him by his uh, his signature red ponytail. <laughs> oh, I've, I've said too much. I've said too much. Some of you internet sleuths can find out. You know, respond, we, respond in the comments section. You know, you negotiating know to get him to come was easy, but then I told him there was scooter parking. Uh, stop! I'm going to have to edit that out. That's too <laughs> oh, much. That's, no, I'm sorry. We call that a did giveaway. In my, I'm bitch. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, that little truffle hunting pig is going to find the backstage, <laughs> and he's going to take all our snacks. Side. Just a little side note. When you finish the watching the rest of SNL, there's a, a racially charged joke in there where somebody said, "Is the dark web the same as Black Twitter?" <laughs> and I That's just thought, funny. I just thought, as an aside, you would like that. But while yeah, while I'm here in Hawaii, there's a lot of Whole Foodses in Hawaii. Oh, really? Yeah, there's there's a bunch of them. I've and I've I've been to maybe like four different Whole Foodses in in Hawaii. So that part is cool. It's like comforting to go to a, a tropical place because once you go to a place like Hawaii where it truly is paradise, you know, it just looks amazing. It's it's just an insanely beautiful place, you know, one of the most beautiful places in the entire world. But then you also get, you know, thanks to, you know, colonialism or whatever it is, they have American currency, they speak English, so it's very easy to, you know, acclimate into this place. They have I can go to Whole Foods and get, a very nutritious smoothie and uh you know a cold brew the same way that you could do in new york or i could do in glendale or whatever so that part is cool but like the fact that they're kind of on island time here it makes the the whole foods experience bad it, it is kind of like a weird like overarching sadness in the in the labor force for obvious reasons and it mm-hmm. when when people have like their own businesses that they start like a mom and pop restaurant and you go there and it's like nice and awesome and fun and then when you go when i go to a whole foods everybody working there is just like full depression mode do they have the products you want though can you get quins can you get chicas like what's the vibe it ain't great it ain't great the the only good part about it is they have a a nice selection of local artisan soaps that smell of coconut and things like that and you can get the whole foods logo stamped into it and you know there's some tropical pleasures but yeah everything else is is it's just Just so you know chief they have that at the uh, west hollywood location as well shut the front door (laughs) they they do yeah yeah yeah. it just kind of has like this weird like soulless energy to it where like when i go to whole foods it's not the best produce in the world and it it got much worse after amazon bought it but you know it's like you can know that i can go to whole foods and like get some decent enough produce it's it's going to be fine and you come here and it's like this tropical lush island and they this is where all the pineapples are grown and all these amazing fruits and vegetables just grow on the side of the road and you can just pick a banana up off the sidewalk and it's so you're in this like weird tropical island paradise but then all the all the food products and and produce is just terrible quality yeah and because it all gets flown in from alabama bro they gotta yeah i mean the bottom line is the bottom line that's that's why Jeff and I get along. We'll let your little <laughs> farmers market sell your little homegrown shit. Mm-hmm. We're gonna sh- we're gonna ship it in from California. Make sure it's not fresh. Sell it at a higher price, and you're gonna buy it and you're gonna like it. Um, I guess if I lived here, I would probably have to find one of my local farmers markets, you know, and and then figure out some type of you know homegrown, not Cali Kush, but Maui Wowie. Yeah, that's that's one thing that I would like to try as well as some some locally grown you know marijuana and and mushrooms you can just they just kind of grow naturally and you can just kind of wander around and find a magic mushroom have you not foraged for any grass bro i'm kind of surprised you haven't tapped in with a local who would hook you up well i did tap in with a local who could hook me up but it's not really somebody that i have felt like wanting to interact with a ton more which streetwear store does he work at there's there's actually a lot of streetwear stores i know they just they just they just it's a store that just has one supreme hoodie yeah jason those are called resale stores i've heard of those before yeah i know they exist but when you go to most of them they'll have like a large selection of things but in hawaii you can just own one supreme hoodie and that's enough to open a retail location oh i see they don't they don't sell anything but it's just a place where people can gather and vape 
when you think about it, that's what streetwear stores should be. You know what I mean? It's a place. <laughs> it's a place for fellas, the un, the unseen, to kind of gather and vape. And if it's not that, what is it? You can gather and vape, and then they can play that game where it's like the. You know, have you seen that? It's like two pieces of wood on a string. There's like a round ball and then like another thing and you flip the ball into the wooden cup. Have you seen this before? I actually saw someone doing that last night in public. I'm not kidding. <laughs> it's a place where fellas can gather and do some of that as well. You know, in between. I think that's what hits. I think that's what church is now. But sure. I mean, that works. Yeah, actually, I saw a, a guy walking around in New York doing that as like this weird kind of like stress relieving like fidget spinner activity no that's like the new like i have a tattered you know steinbeck paperback in my in my oh, in my apcs to get attention at the local watering hole that's the new vibe i we have to do activities to get attention now right and that and if you're really good at doing that flippy cup game and then some like hot ass chick walks by and they're like did you just do a 720 katana What's your Instagram? What's your app? And then from there, they just start sucking, brother. Which board shorts did you bring? Oh, I brought some um, some polo, Ralph, some Ralph Lauren board shorts. They are blue and white striped. Just a simple, just a simple pair of Ralph Laurens that I got from matchesfashion.com. But sometimes I'll wear a, a Nike running short as a backup pair of swim trunks. I know you're on your Bieber flow. You like to wear your your sacks underwear underneath have you seen sacks <laughs> s-a-x-x you got the sacks on underneath because if you go swimming whatever you hit the hot tub you hit the ocean and and your 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 pair of swimming trunks are still soggy you don't i don't like putting them on when they're still wet so while those are finishing up drawing i can put on the nike running shorts the five inches and I'll get you where you need to go. Well, we know you're not working out, so you might as well swim in them. I guess that's better than no- I guess that's better than nothing. One thing I learned in Hawaii, Chris, swimming can be workout. Well, yeah, when you're fighting the tide and you're weak, that is true. And there's some guys that are so good at swimming that their bodies and end up looking pretty good. I can't I can't imagine your goofy ass trying to swim in open water. It's not good. Whatever a, a strong swimmer is, that's a thing that I am not. I kind of feel like if you fell in the pool, I would have to jump in and save you, like a, like you were a child. You you would think that normally yes but i'm so tall that i can't drown in pools damn that's a good point. i touch the bottom everywhere there's a there's an island over by where we're staying called uh chinaman's hat which chill chill bro which when the guy told me we, we went fishing on the fishing vessel and the and the the deck hand the guy who's kind of your runner he'll help you do your little odd jobs he was the guy who let me know I could um, get weed and other drugs from. Oh, he he said if you need any if you need anything, you just bang my line. Yeah, he's my he's my my drug plug. Um, but I don't want to really contact him or hang out with him anymore. Just, what was his vibe? Was he just putting the bait on the hook for you and then said I got meth? <laughs> we were just kind of joking around, and one one of us had like a vape pen. Like the we smuggled in a drug pen of marijuana into islands of Hawaii and and somebody was hitting it and the other guy was like oh okay and then we're like oh shit sorry like man is it like is it okay if we you know smoke a little weed on the boat and he's like that's fine that's fine and then he was just kind of like you know if you if you need anything you know if you need anything just take my number down how old is this guy you think i would say mid 40s no no <laughs> but he was a cool guy he was a professional guy i and i actually liked him a lot he was great and it was it was not i mean it was like a nice like expensive like sport fishing boat it wasn't like a like a scummy you know it wasn't like i went fishing in long beach or something did like you that. catch anything not a single person caught a single fish you fucking dorks how could nobody catch a single fish it was, i've never been on a sport fishing boat like this where it's like a whole professional thing where like you don't even do anything until until they get a fish on like they'll they'll have like literally a dozen fishing poles set up with yeah. the bait and they it's like this whole elaborate system I've I've actually been on one before. Okay. Um but oh you know and and it's just you know the 12 white guys just sit there and drink hard seltzers and cigar- smoked cigars and talk about how hot chicks are and then you hear <laughs> one of the fishing reels go and then somebody yells fish on and then you stop the boat and then you know whoever's turn is it gets into the fight chair and then you know for the next four hours you try to wrestle a a marlin into your boat (laughs) we're we're in town for somebody's wedding and so it was the 
they're like, all right, so the first fish that comes on the line, then that person will will sit into the fighting chair, the throne. The groom's going to hop up and put his reefs on and, and kind of put his weight behind <laughs> to see if he can bring that thing in. He's going to get to cranking on the Pen 1100 series reel. So he, so I, I mean, I, you know, he, he might let the fish win so he can die and not get married. Something to think about, but continue. Oh, my God, he's pulling me into the sea. Exactly. <laughs> oh, my God, this blue marlin is pulling me into the uncontrollable Mother Pacific. I hope I don't perish. Maybe an hour and a half into the trip, you know, half the people were asleep on the couch inside the boat. You know, a couple guys are vaping, a couple guys Any are... Any seasickness or... No seasickness. And That's good. I, everyone took a Dramamine and I said, I'm good. And then I was talking to Bay, and she was like, you know, all the girls back at the house were like kind of wagering who would get seasick. And I was in second place. I'm not surprised. You've you've got to become a pussy lately. And then I said, silence, wench. I'm actually the only person <laughs> who didn't take Dramamine in, instead of being like, oh, wow, that's so impressive. I had the wrong idea about you. I'm turned on sexually now, et cetera, et cetera. It was more just like. Okay. That's because she's had to listen to you bitch and complain about food poisoning. I'm tired. I'm hungover. She's like, <laughs> this guy is bitch made as suspected. And it's just coming out slowly as you get older. I bet being a bitch look good. So no fish. So the so the guy is brrr, fish on, fish on, strap it in. And then about five minutes later, the guy, we, we had to then, once you, once you get a fish on the line, all the other fishing reels have to get pulled in. So we don't get tangled up in the mess. Yeah. Because if one of those mm-hmm. one of those four hundred pound marlins starts a bucking <laughs> like one of your one of your Alabama Broncos and we get tied up and we get mixed up, that could be the difference between from you know, landing that hog and not landing that hog. Exactly. So what are you gonna eat for dinner if you don't catch this also? You're gonna go hungry. Not another spam masubi. So we're cranking those reels. We're bringing them all. Bring. Let's get our boys home. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. And we're cranking, we're cranking, and then about five minutes later, we I get all of them in, and then the guy who had the fish on the line, the the deckhand guy, my weed holder, came up to him. And he's like, "How's she, how's she feeling? Is it good?" And then he's like, uh, "I don't know." And then he grabbed the line, and and the fish had had been long gone for for a while. I had a feeling, and he's like, "God damn it, you fucking pussies!" For a while. <laughs> For a while, that was gone. I think maybe in the the handoff where the guy, you know, the mm-hmm. the deckhand, the weed dealer gave it to the other guy. You know, he he had bounced. The the fish had bounced, is what you're saying. Uh, he was like, "I'm out of here. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get speared and then clubbed by an aluminum baseball bat and then eaten for for dinner, cooked up by TJ. I don't care how good he is in the kitchen. I don't care how nice he is on the Viking range. <laughs> I don't want to fucking die today, bro. I don't, I don't so then care. after that, we're like, all right. We got a little action. Clearly, there's fish jumping in the water. And, um, you know, let's get our lines back in there quickly because a feeding frenzy is afoot. And then, you know, smash cut to four hours later. <laughs> and I woke up on the couch as we are being taxied onto the dock. Uh, not a single bite. Not a single how many, fish. But how, many, how many truly watermelons did you have? <laughs> I was only drinking Sapporo beers. Did you bring your own, or do you like request it like like it's a private plane catering? No, we 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 brought that. We we brought a cooler full of brewskis. There were also some some Celsius energy drinks, uh, you know, and some other things. But you know, I, I, Sapporo, I love I love Sapporo, well, yeah, Sapporo especially in in Japan heavy. Hawaii. Of course, yeah. I, I love the idea of all you guys sitting around pounding Celsius is like you're about to run a marathon so you cannot catch a fish for six hours. It's pronounced Celsius. Have you ever tried a Celsius? These are hot um, hot urban beverages. It, well, I've never tried it's so one. weird that it's hot now because it's been I've it's been sold at berries since I can remember. Like it's mm. a, it's like a berries pre workout thing. I've never had one because I don't like flavored drinks. No, neither do I. It makes me feel like I'm being pandered to like a child. But Jacob, the guy I was with this weekend, he used to be like five cups of coffee a day. He said he switched out to Celsius, and he's, he subscribes on Amazon. That's how much he likes these things. I guess I need to try it. I need to quit talking all that mess and guzzle one down. But it's like, you know, do I need that much caffeine? I guess the answer is yes. But I like the cold sting of coffee. I don't want it. I don't want it to be like sugar coated, like in some little fucking fruity package. I have a feeling it's not as sugary as we think it is because it's probably that's why it's popular with the exercise community. Um, but yeah, while we were when we were on the fishing trip, it was sort of like a like a bros only thing. 
and then somebody somebody made the the you know had the idea to create some type of like catchphrase for the trip oh god to imply that it was bros only and not unlike one of chris's favorite slogans no clit in the pit <laughs> the catch the catchphrase no no queef in the reef was birthed <laughs> oh, yesterday on today's all Christian right trip. thank you for listening to how long gone jason has gone too far into bro culture i thought and i thought that was disgusting also i'm gonna be honest with you i'm gonna be honest with you and this is gonna shock you and i wish i was lying i've never heard no clit in the pit oh god i know you really are a pussy bro you come from a more broed out hardcore vibe than me what'd you say you fucking bitch all right thank you for listening thank you for listening guys legalize it legalize <laughs> legalize it uh how long <laughs> how long gone uh we got some great guests this week um and we are hitting the road do we again uh yeah we actually do jason oh bomb. Did you look at who's coming on? I don't check that stuff, man. I don't check that stuff. And if you discovered our podcast from from the Nico Walker episode last week, thank you for joining us. That was a great, great pod. Got a lot of new ears on yeah, it. Thank you to thank you to to all who listened. Thank you to Rachel Rabbit White for her her thoughtful tweet. Thank you for the Kardashians for entertaining all the inmates and me. Rabbit Gang, tap in. Thanks to all the inmates that. <laughs> thanks for all the inmates that listened on their stolen devices um Mm -hmm. but yeah anyway how long gone we're back next week with more podcasts we'll see you in austin we'll see you in nashville we'll see you in new york city uh and uh more to come tj enjoy your little trip no queef in the reef brother